Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It is well established in scripture that love is the greatest. Our Lord Jesus confirmed this in his words in Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 to 39 saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So we can conclude based on this scripture that a deep love for God and the love for the people around us is the greatest expression of the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Paul confirmed this in his letter to the Galatian brethren and the next according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 is joy. Joy. It is impossible to separate or decouple love and joy. Love and joy always go together. Wherever you find love, you will certainly without doubt find joy. They are like twins. The absence of one is the absence of the other. Our Lord Jesus makes this very clear in his words in John chapter 15 verse 10 to 12. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy, my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Joy is one of the most powerful physical expressions of the deep work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Joy is beyond happiness, is beyond excitement and fun. Joy is the work of the Holy Spirit. Once the seed of the Word of God is planted in the life of a person, that seed is nurtured and developed by the Holy Spirit until it matures and produces fruit of the Spirit. So the things that the Lord Jesus speaks into our lives are meant to help us retain and sustain the joy of the Lord in our lives. And as we abide in the love of the Father, as we abide in the love of the Father, we receive the words of Jesus that transmits the joy of Jesus into our hearts. 
The joy of Jesus in our heart is what the Holy Spirit nurtures to develop our joy to the fullness. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Wow, wow, friends, joy is one of the greatest treasures a believer can ever possess. If you do a quick analysis of your life, you will discover that the most strategic attack of the enemy in your life is the attack aimed at your joy. Aimed at your joy. So what is joy? I defined joy as impressed on my heart by the Holy Spirit, not according to dictionary. So this is my own definition of joy based on the word of God. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit that produces supernatural strength in the life of a believer. And I say that again, joy is the fruit of the Spirit that produces supernatural strength in the life of a believer. The seed of joy is planted by the Holy Spirit, watered by the Holy Spirit, matured by the Holy Spirit, and then made manifest, made visible for all to see. Why is joy such a powerful work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer? Because joy produces strength, unspeakable, unbreakable, unstoppable strength. My goodness, joy produces unspeakable, unbreakable, unstoppable strength. Nehemiah put this in a very clear perspective in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. We are informed his brethren say, go and enjoy the choice of food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. He said, this day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. Do not be sorrowful for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The devil understand that scripture. He understand it so well. He knows that your strength is directly proportional to the measure of the joy of the Lord in your heart. So the devil's strategy is to attack your joy. Because once he attacks your joy, he breaks your strength. And once your strength is broken, you become vulnerable. You become weak. You become stressed, tired. And even in some cases or many cases, confused in your mind. Once your strength is gone, your motivation is gone. You cannot rise to accomplish great and mighty works, both physically and spiritually, in a sorrowful state. No, you cannot. Unless your sorrow moves you into the presence of God, where you unburden yourself and connect into the fullness of joy that is in His presence and the abundance of 
pleasure at his right hand. So to protect your joy is to protect your strength. I say that again. To protect your joy. To protect, to guard your joy is to guard your strength. My question this morning to you is, what do you need strength for? What do you need strength for? Number one, you need strength to conceive goodness. You need strength. You need strength to conceive. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself, herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Friends, joy is the driver of a fruitful and productive life. Joy produces strength that enables you to conceive to conceive divine ideas. Listen, you do not conceive divine ideas and supernatural things in a state of sorrow. No. As long as Hannah in the Bible was sorrowful and sad, she could not conceive the child Samuel that God had promised. Her sorrow led her into the presence of God. And in her sorrow, even in the presence of God, she was misunderstood as a woman who was confused, wicked, and drunk. Listen, sorrow can make a good woman appear as a wicked drunk. Sorrow can make a good man appear confused and disoriented. Sorrow takes away strength. It takes a lot. In fact, Sorrow drains your strength. Sorrow drains your energy. Your capacity to be fruitful is drained by sorrow. In 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 15 to 19, But Anna answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. Can you say that? Because of her sorrow, she was judged drunk. She was mis- misunderstood as wicked. She was, I'm telling you, sorrowful people can be misunderstood. She said, out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Verse 17, thank God for the presence of God. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God, the God of Israel, grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate. You see that? And her face was no longer sad. As soon as the work of the Holy Spirit was perfected in her through the word of the priest, 
there was a visible manifestation of joy in her. Her face was no longer sad. Her sorrow was rolled away. The joy of the Lord possessed her spirit. And then she conceived. She conceived and gave birth to the prophet Samuel. Oh, sorrow causes things to dry up. Sorrow withdraws life from the things that are blossoming. Joel chapter 1 verse 12 says, The vine is dried up. Joel 1 12. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languished. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered, are dried up. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. My goodness, my goodness. You see, the strength of productivity is wasted, is dried up when joy is gone. There are divine ideas that heaven wants to communicate to your heart, but your mind cannot lay hold on them until and unless you are in a state of joy. You cannot handle them. You cannot process them. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot give life to those divine ideas that God is giving unto you because you are in a sorrowful state. Note that the joy that produces strength to conceive is in the presence of God. In the presence of God. Hannah had to go to the presence of God to unburden herself. To unburden her sorrow. And the moment she received her joy, she conceived. It was in the presence of God that Hannah exchanged her sorrow for joy. And as soon as she was no longer sad, she received the capacity to conceive Samuel. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It was in the presence of God that Sarah unconsciously received joy and the strength to conceive. Genesis 18 verse 12, the Bible says, Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord? Being old also within herself. She laughed within herself. Who knows the last time that Sarah laughed after being mocked by Haggai? After being so sorrowful for many years, waiting for the promised child, waiting for Isaac. But this wonderful, glorious day she met with the Lord. In Genesis 18, you can read the story from verse 1. And as soon as she met with the Lord, there was a word that was released by the Lord. And she laughed. That word, that word triggered something in her spirit. Laughter is one of the visible expression of physical manifestation of joy. It is a reaction to the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. So the word that the Lord spoke to Sarah made her laugh 
within herself, within herself. She laughed within herself. Oh my, joy was, was coming alive again. My goodness, her sorrow was dispelled. It was a reaction, a visible reaction to the impartation of the word. And that's why now you will understand why the writer of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 says, Sarah herself received strength. That laughter was a response to an impartation of joy in God's presence. She received strength herself to conceive. Her fruitfulness or her unfruitfulness was terminated. Her barrenness was over. The joy of the Lord is the work of the Holy Spirit that provides supernatural strength in your life. My dear brothers and sisters, you must protect your joy. You must lay your sorrows at the feet of the Master. You must get into His presence and promise yourself never to leave his presence until he turns your mourning into dancing until he takes your sorrows away and fills you with his joy fills you with so much joy that your own joy becomes full it is time to pray out every sorrowful heart. It is time to raise a standard against those things that come from time to time to steal your joy. The joy of your Lord. The joy in your heart. It's time to raise a standard. It's time to rise. Enough of the sorrow. You cannot bath anything in a sorrowful state. It's time to receive strength to fulfill your destiny. It's time to be happy again. It's time to rejoice again. It's time to rejoice in the Lord your God. Oh, Father, this morning I pray for your children. I pray, I pray, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you start a deep walk, a deep walk of the Holy Spirit in your heart that will begin to produce a bond abundant joy, abundant overflowing joy that produces supernatural strength, unbreakable, unstoppable, Lord strength of the Holy Ghost to conceive, to conceive that ministry, to conceive that business ideas, to conceive that passion for the Lord, to conceive that kingdom assignment, to conceive the mind of God for their generation, Lord, I pray this morning for the capacity of the Holy Ghost I command those things that are dried up to come back alive I command those things that are dried up to come back alive I command that, that joy that is withered to receive the impact of the Holy Ghost. The joy that has been stolen in that relationship. The joy that has been stolen because of the need. The joy that has been stolen because of the tongues of men. The joy that has been stolen because of the, of the fight and abuse from family relatives and friends. The joy that has been stolen by the enemy through sorrowful attacks. In the name of Jesus, I command 
command them to be restored be restored be restored in the name of Jesus the joy that has been stolen through sin the joy that has been stolen through your needs the joy that has been stolen through death the joy that has been stolen through the death of a loved one the joy that has been stolen through sickness the joy that has been stolen through diseases the joy that has been stolen through the loss of jobs the joy that has been stolen through the loss of your assignment in ministry the joy that has been stolen in your life through mockery through despise in the name of Jesus I command them to be restored the joy that has been stolen through delays I command them to be restored in the name of Jesus the joy that has been stolen through depression through rejection i command them now by the power of the holy ghost to be restored be restored in the name of jesus <laughs>